Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sith Council. I am... Who am I? Christian Harloff. How are you guys? You having a good morning? I hope so. Hell, it might be 12 o'clock for some of you, so you're having a good afternoon? Hell, you might be in Australia, and it's tomorrow, so hope you're doing good out there. We got a lot of cool stuff happening today on the uh, Sith Council. Going to bring in my fellow Sith. You got Mike Kalinowski, Steph Sabra. Steph goes over there. I go there. You got and Billy it, Chicks here. Billy Chicks, what is that? Another rice cake? Another piece of chi- another chicken. Another breast. chicken. Mikey oh, you rice. thought this was a chicken breast, man. Come on. <laughs> with your qu- with your camera quality, I could have thought it was a steak. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's good to have everybody here, and we're going to be talking about some uh, some stuff. I mean, I know right now, right now, all the focus is on the Snyder Cut, as it should be, by the way. You should check out my review. I did a review on that one. That's up on the channel right now. And myself and Mike Kalinowski are going to do a spoiler-heavy review that we're going to release on Thursday. We want to give people a chance to see it. Before yeah, got to do that. Let's see it. So um, that's going to happen for, for that. And then, obviously, you got uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Winston Marshall is going to be covering all this stuff on the Inner Geekdom show. So to make sure you check him out. On He's going to be covering – It's Friday is a full-on episode of the Snyder Cut uh, at 10 o'clock. It's not, we're not, we're going to replace SEN with IG uh, on Friday so he can dedicate the full two hours to the discussion. And, uh, and then he'll be also covering the, the Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, that is. But – not a lot of news in Star Wars, but we're going to have a conversation with you guys. There's some there's some pretty big stories that that pop. I mean, not like a, an abundance, but, but enough. And and something else that I wanted to bring up that Steph had actually suggested. I thought it was a really good idea. Um, as you guys know, this show, we don't do the, the Schmobots and, and all that. And uh, we, we rely on you guys subscribing to the, the podcast feed. And if you subscribe to the podcast feed, whether it's Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify, any of that stuff, it is so helpful. And it is the reason why we're able to actually continue to do this show. Steph had a great idea. She said, look, uh, people writing reviews, it, it, you know how much it helps the show. And I was like, yeah, it does. She said, what if we re- you know, read out some of these and, and let people know what people are saying about the show? I said, it's a great idea. She sent me some of these today. And, and here are a, a few of them. So these are the ones that Steph had sent me. Subscribe to this now. Christian Harloff, Steph Sabra, and Mike Kalinowski are such a great trio for anyone who calls themselves a Star Wars fan. It's a must it's a must-catch podcast every week, and it gets me excited for whatever's next in Galaxy Far, Far Away. Do yourself a favor and subscribe now. That is from uh Roach Smith. Thank you, Roach Smith. Smythe, Smith, Smythe. And uh Goat, go to Star Wars on YouTuber Darth Harloff. Well, thank you so much. Is back and better than ever. And that's from K Metz. 81 and uh, and i promise you that steph sent those to me i didn't pick that out myself <laughs> i so, picked it uh, yes yes so yeah. um but but yeah so we have we're going to be doing that i think that's a great idea so head on over to the apple podcast the links in the description leave your review we'll we'll read it out there and, and maybe what we'll do is start doing some contests for some people too you know we'll do some some stuff out there and uh, and and read it and uh, and maybe win something we'll, we'll see uh okay let's get Let's get to uh, these the stories. I think that the first, obviously, if you're looking at the the thumbnail, uh, well, no, if you're looking at the thumbnail, you just see the the Sith title, and that's because of my stupid ass. I last oh. night I had all these and all these stories. I'm like, okay, good. I got the stories. I, I did I did my work. I'm going to go to send it to the great Brian Ward. I said, good. Woke up. I said, well, Brian Ward usually always sends me the thumbnail. What's happening? And I look in my drafts. Still in there. Never sent. Good job, me. <laughs> 
to. He's, 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 he's just stupid. Yeah, I'm just looking at Steph. I just saw your Twitter yeah. message now. I'm like, oh, I haven't checked my Twitter message. I DM'd messages. Mike. I was like, do we have a show? Did I miss something? Did I oh, get Steph, kicked off? Steph's swinging in my DMs, boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, my DMs yeah. Hey, look at me. I'm going to blame. Yeah, I'm going to that ass in my DMs. <laughs> yeah. Steph, I'm going to blame you. You know why I'm going to blame you? Why? Why? Because you sent me a, a very um, a professional and responsible email about those those podcast comments. Uh-huh. So in my head, I assumed, oh, she's responding to the stories. Mm. Oh, this and is all your fault, Steph. This yeah. Your, this is uh, the reason the stories Hashtag today. cancel Steph. Let's get it going. <laughs> to be careful. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Now we're going to start with the actual stories himself. Mina Musad. You know him from Aladdin. And uh, he he posted a picture of himself on Instagram. He's he was uh, he was shirtless, shirtless. And what did he say inside of it? He said, "Hey, you know, j- just so you know, I when I escape, I won't hurt any of you." And this this set the Star Wars community ablaze because it meant because there's been months that he's been rumored now to play Ezra in the uh, Ahsoka series, right? Yeah. That's a direct quote. It's a quote it's from the show from season two of Rebels. Um, and the other thing is when Rebels came out, everybody, everybody was saying that um, Ezra is is essentially Aladdin. They're like he's Aladdin. He's running through the streets. He's he's stealing stuff. He gets he's a street rat mm-hmm. who ultimately has like this greater purpose. Right. And that's and it's just ironic that if indeed he is cast, the guy who played Aladdin in, in live action is going to also play Ezra Bridger. I think it's brilliant casting. I love this dude. I got a chance to talk to him when I was over at Collider Live, and we we had an interview with him right as it was coming out. And I think he was just such a such a down to earth, um, humble dude. And I was I was bummed to hear when he said he wasn't getting work for the for that period of time. And and now you know things come around. He's in the Disney family. Obviously, it makes sense that he would land here. I think that this is. I think I don't want him to get in trouble. You know, I thought it was so vague that right. You know, I, I hope that he got approval. You know what I mean? I hope that he like reached out because Filoni is very, very protective over this stuff. I mean, like super protective. He'll smile on stage. And be like, Oh yeah. Like, hey, did he do that? And then, and then he's going <laughs> to leave me behind the scenes. So um, I, uh, I, I would assume he got an approval to do something like this. Um, if he indeed is cast, but Steph, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think he got approval. He see, he's worked with Disney before. I'm sure he's been vetted on the type of media that they're about to, uh, allowed to share or not share. But I'm really excited about this. I know that people, Rahul Kohli had been talking about wanting to play Ezra. I thought that would have also been a great casting, but Aladdin is space Ezra. So yeah. it really fits. Mike? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm always of two minds of this. I think he's great casting, but I also... I've seen it before where actors campaign for a role like that. And they do like Tyrese is famous for that back in the day with Green Lantern. And uh, there were a couple actors uh, who were doing that for other stuff with DC. So I'm always, that's a double-edged sword. If your fans want to do it for you and they want to like tag Filoni and all this stuff and screenshot you and the actor, you and the character together, that stuff's great. But when the actor does it themselves, I don't know. And, and he's direct quoting it. It's not like he's saying, you know, but that's why I, that's why I wonder if, if right. It, so if, it it does seem it. a little and because I think he's like you said he's in the Disney family. He he was a hit. He was great in the role. He that I'm not a fan of those Disney remakes, but that one was really good. I liked it too. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really good. So I could see them going. You know what? 
you're a perfect fit. I'm sure he had to audition for it, you know, or they, they want to screen test him or whatever, yeah. just to be sure. But I don't see why not. I, 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 I hope it is. I hope it I is. See him. I could see them sitting around in the room and they're, and they're saying, you know, uh, well, you know, we need somebody like Aladdin. They're like, well, Hey, you know, we did Aladdin here. Right. And you know that we have a live action Aladdin and Mina Musad, he kind of fits it, doesn't he? And Filoni's like, yeah, he kind of does. He kind of right, does. Back here. Right. Um, and I think that's it's it's certainly possible. And I'm I'm curious to see what happens because he, he fits. I mean, he certainly fits in age range and everything because of where where that happens in um in the course of what happened at the end of Rebels up until mm-hmm. now. So I think this is I think this is one of those ones that that winds up happening. The only thing that I worry about is that. He uh, that he is indeed like you know the the word got out that he was auditioning yeah. for it and fans really liked it and then he said oh you know what I'm going to do I'm going to do this because it's kind of sly in 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 that aspect right because he's like I didn't I didn't do anything all I said yeah. all I did was quote the the show I didn't I didn't say that I was in it I didn't say I just quoted it like, yeah you know what you did he's like but I didn't do anything I just quoted right. no I can't quote shows and the, so that he could get in a tricky situation that's why I hope it was approved. Um, because what, I can't quote shows. What <laughs> quote shows? Come I can't on. quote shows. You quote shows. I'm going to eat chicken and quote shows. <laughs> uh, so I think that that's. I think that he probably coordinated that. And what I would also hope is that they, well, they don't need to announce it soon because when is that show coming out? 2023, 2024. Yeah. So that's um, a long way. Yeah. A while. I mean, do they have scripts even like? Not yet. What did, no. what did they, so why cast? But usually that's well because maybe that happens a lot later. Well, they, but well, not necessarily because if you're writing the series and you know who, you, I mean, granted, you know what you want from Ezra, but if you also know what your actors can do and you can start getting them prepped. Or remember, there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of physicality in the in the show too. You look at all the training that that even Rosario Dawson had to do. She was she was cast for a little bit before she was announced or, or even shown, you know, I know it leaked and there was rumors and stuff, but she had to do a lot of different stuff. The question also is how much is Ezra even going to be in this show? Right. I, yeah. I, there's, there's two, there's two potential ways that you could go with it. You could, the whole show could be about Ahsoka tr- and, um, and Sabine trying to find Ezra. And that's the ultimate quest of the show because it, he, he's looking for Thrawn. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of tied up together. So, you know, maybe maybe it's a back and forth. Maybe we see because we know Thrawn's going to be in the show. They're trying they're, if the rumor is true, Mickelson's going to be in the Lars Mickelson's going to be cast in the role. Then maybe there's a back and forth. Maybe you see what's going on with those two, and then you're so maybe he ha- he does have a larger role. It's it's really um, exciting nonetheless. So I'm 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 nonetheless. pretty nonetheless. I'm pretty yeah. pumped for it. Um, yeah. yeah, something else that I am pumped for, by the way, is uh, is stereo. I told you guys about the stereo app. We do it every. You, a lot of you have been joining us at the uh, ten o'clock, ten a.m. Uh, we you just go to stereo.com slash Christian Harloff and you sign up. But you also obviously follow Steph and Mike. They're going to be doing the show today. Um, and you, it's it's just Star Wars questions. You go in there and you want to interact with all your favorite creators. And you go to stereo.com and you, you sign up. You can do your own podcast. It's so simple. You put earbuds on and you just talk to your friends and you, you're doing a podcast and people can actually send questions in, but live like voice. Hey, hey Mike, why do you eat chicken on the air? You can bring that up there and you can say that. And Mike will answer you to tell you why, but it's a great way to interact. It's a very <laughs> smart app. I love it. Um, and we do it. on. We have SEN shows. We have all that, but w- you're able to interact with us right after this show. 
every Wednesday, 10 a.m. It's the after show. And once again, it's going to be Steph and Mike today. Um, it's, it is it is such a fantastic app, the stereo app. So go sign up today and go check it out. Um, okay. The other big thing, the Disney Plus news. Did you guys see this, this, this Disney Plus news that hit yesterday? No. no. Okay, no. Which, which one? The new one about the subscribers? Oh, yes. Ewok. This, this, oh, yes, 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 yes. All, yes, all, yes. all, all this stuff. So oh, God. what what it was was um they they had announced that um i realized just close out my all the stories but they they announced <laughs> that the, the ewok movies the tartatovsky's um clone wars are going to be released on disney plus this is great i mean it's is it great it's, yeah it's good news and bad news good news and bad news the good <laughs> news is that you can check out all this stuff it's not canon you know but it, who cares you know people should realize that going into it the bad news is that I got to hear it from Bibiani of why the Ewok movies need to be in the Star Wars. Dude, movie. I saw that and I he's that. talking IG and stuff. I was like, you don't even play the league. You don't play it. I'm because he's doing it. He just he's doing it to just do it. It's like, oh, it should be. <laughs> it was it's released in three theaters in Europe once by a guy who oh, rented out a theater. <laughs> what? Cut it out. Movies do not belong in the Star Wars debate. <laughs> Um, oh my god! But I do want to see those movies. Me too. I'm I, so pumped. I saw them. <laughs> no. What? And that, that's as a kid. I saw good. the first one's good. Nah. Really? Yeah. Like the the, 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 uh, the principal from Ferris Bueller's in there. Come on, Paul <laughs> Gleason's in there. I, mean, I don't know. I was even a kid, and I was kind of like, "Now nah, these ain't for me." The first one's good, man. The first one's like, good. I saw, I remember that, and I remember the Hollow special as, a, as still as a kid. I was like, nah, that's nah. That, Star Wars. Yeah, the two. What? The holiday special is way different. Yes, don't compare those two. Nah. Dude, I mean, like, it's, it's like really, like, the first, I remember the, I got a, I'm, this, this goes to prove that I will watch it. I will watch it because I want to revisit it because I remember really liking the first one. It's about like uh, Mason Sindel, I think is the, is the girl's name. Well, uh, probably here, blonde chick. Yeah, yeah, Mason mm -hmm. Sindel, and I and I remember if I can remember correctly, and I haven't seen it in <clears throat> but if I remember correctly, uh, the family is kidnapped by um, like these crazy, creepy creatures, right? And the Ewoks help Mason Sindel have to go through it and it's just a different adventure it was it was kind of ahead, ahead of its time almost like what the mandalorian does right now right and people liked it because it didn't have the didn't have any of our traditional star wars characters in it i want to i hope i hope that mace and Sindel aren't from earth i think that was i i, I want to make sure that that's not the case because if that's the case i'm, I'm going to be i don't, I don't like <laughs> if that's the case Tawani family What's on that? The of Endor. Yeah, it's on, okay. Yeah, but where are they from? But like, where are they? This is the. Um, does it say? Look. Does it say inside of the description? I'm. Uh, I. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that they were from Earth. But I just. Uh, I. I just remember that the family gets kidnapped and all this stuff happens, and and um, that's why I want to see it. I, I. I remember really enjoying the first movie, and I, there are some things in this. Wilford Brimley is in the second one. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the right thing to do and the right way to do it. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm and then the other thing that is very exciting is the the fact that um that they're doing the Tartakovsky Clone Wars because that's great. That's mm -hmm. great. that's great. It's fin it's phenomenal. Those were awesome. 
really those were, I mean, they were like the two or three minute, like five minute shorts. They were, mm-hmm. in the yeah. they were so good. And that, that style his like, was it Samurai Jack that he did? Yeah. Uh, that creator. Yeah. Man, that stuff was good. So good. Yeah. Uh, like it was, you, you just got like the, you want to you, they distilled star Wars down to it's like its core essence of what it works and just through and it proves that it, it can work in any medium at any length of time, as long as it's good. It was great. And it was a great lead up to revenge of the Sith that came out right before then i remember yeah. shoveling them in and it was a it shows you how the leading up to the events of episode three and it shows you how anakin got his scar it has it has a lot yeah. of that stuff that's not canon anymore but um but some people will argue to the death that uh that that series is the far superior show i think that the clone wars show that filoni and and they think it's the far superior to the the more recent Clone yeah. Wars. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that, that, Very interesting. I don't feel that way only because that the clone the Clone Wars with Filoni and Lucas have just had way more time to breathe. Yeah, it's just a different form it's, of storytelling. Yeah. To yeah, me, those were always like visual comic book pages, you know, because they were short and they told the story in a different way. It wasn't you don't view it like a weekly show, right? I mean, yeah, you, someone said you get to see Anakin go through the Jedi trials. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. and I see in the chat because I remember that, that. Yeah, that was Grievous's introduction. <coughs> That's how we knew when he came into it. I did they explain how he had the cough? Like, wasn't that explained in the it was in the, in the novel? In the novel, okay, all right. The novel is incredible. And yeah, I'm trying to think of where I read that. Remember, where I remember he had we understood when we got to the film, it's like, oh, that's why he's like that. Yeah, so James Lucino wrote there was there's the, the labyrinth of evil i think is i don't know if it's the name of the book or the series but there's three books there's a book right beforehand then there's the novelization of sith that he didn't do but then there's the follow-up of of vader after he becomes vader those three books are great and uh, revenge of the sith to me is is clearly the best out of the three prequels but the book but the novelization of it's you have the inner workings of anakin's mind of why he goes down that path and it just it just hits home so hard and then bringing up grievous there's that whole thing of who he was what kind of uh being he was that uh dooku and uh and and palpatine like manipulated him and lied about his family and did all this like crazy stuff to him in order to turn him down the dark path and um and why he has this thing against the jedi they they kind of manipulated his mind it's a great backstory None of it's none of it's canon anymore, but it's it's still it still was was pretty fantastic. This is also one of those reasons why I think that if you did something like that, if you had you have you have these stories in novelization form, right? And if you went yeah. and you did if you went and you did a um a version like a mini series of the Grievous story based on the novelization that James Lucino did, that thing would crush. Yeah, it would crush. And yeah, it, dark and yeah. What do you think, stuff? Yeah, I agree. There's so many novelizations and books that they explored that weren't aren't canon that I think would help people so much, especially with Anakin. He's one of the most confusing characters to a lot of people who don't read the books or the comics to understand because they wonder, like, why is he so angsty? Why would he turn to the dark side and just slay <laughs> all of these little children? Like, So, yeah, I wish that they would explore that. Maybe they will. Yeah, it's true, and 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 this is a great comment too because this is this also ties into the thing we're talking about with the novel. Previous wasn't comic relief in those in the Tartakovsky's much better portrayal than the movies. Uh, I agree, and it, I think that that's the that's 
the way that I have uh, really have enjoyed the prequels now way way more than I used to for sure is that it's I think that the Clone Wars series has helped tremendously because there's the tone that the Clone Wars set with you because obviously whether you're watching animation or not there's there's a there's a dark tone that they can get into but then there's stuff you watch the Jar Jar episode or certain things that they have it's it has to be because it was on the Cartoon Network it's a mixture of for kids and for and for adults right um, I really found myself enjoying the Phantom Menace a lot when I watched it with my well, she was eight at the time by nine years old now my daughter who had never really watched the the prequels before and we were watching them together and watching them through her eyes and watching how she was reacting to the scenes and watching them the same way that I assumed that I reacted to the original trilogy when I saw it 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 just clicked in my head watching this eight-year-old kid going oh man I I get it and I just had such a different appreciation for the prequels that way for certain moments and I'm like yeah you know like the Mandalorian that that can be for me and her you know what I mean like that I mean aimed for for me and her the certain novels the darker novels can be aimed for me this is aimed for for children and it's like hey you 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 like Star Wars shut up and watch it enjoy it and that's (laughs) kind of the appreciation I have for the prequels now that I that I never had it took me a while to, to actually to lock in on that that's an interesting point I think they do a good job for kids of explaining the dark side but for adults it's like you wanted a little bit more agency for people especially the villains in star wars movies aren't always depicted of having agency other than palpatine like you see a lot of them just using whoever's the master as their rule of thumb of where they want to go but if you're a kid you kind of you understand that so that makes sense yeah mike what do you think yeah uh i'm like you know my thought on the prequels now because i was increasingly disappointed as the three came out and now as i've revisited them many many years later with a lot of distance between them and from different eyes and i don't watch them with kids or anything but with ig you know having to watch them two or three times a year yeah i really enjoy them i'm clone attack of the clones is still my 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 problems with that are more technical it just looks so pretty and green screeny like phantom menace i i strongly like really love enjoy phantom menace i really do yeah. warts and all warts and all with with jar jar but yeah just a core story i just really enjoy that film yeah, yeah. i love that movie it's so fun i don't know if this is this is a a dig um the prequels are definitely for children master skywalker what are we gonna do lightsaber nights yeah but you don't see him you don't see him do anything you know you don't see him do anything so it's skywalker, like, what are we going to do it's like even if even if children even if uh if kids are watching it they're looking at it. and I'm not gonna lie to you this it, it took it took a while it's darker to, sure the film had to be it's darker and and one of the reasons I hesitated showing my daughter until she was a little older to see it is that the the guy's best friend is sitting there watching him burn to death and he's like ah chopped off all his limbs and his head's melting oh, God, who did I get into with this like oh Bigelow is in town and yeah. we were talking the Obi Wan series and he's like. He's like, nah, nah, they're going to show them flashbacks. Like, they're not. They're going to – oh, no, no, it was, it was a, another friend of mine. We were, like, talking about he, – he doesn't think they're going to show Anakin and Obi-Wan current day in the Obi-Wan series. He's like, why is he – his thought is, why are they bringing Anakin back? They're going to put him in the mask. It's not him in the suit anyway. And I was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. I think they're going to do both. Yeah. Of course they're going to show him. His whole thought was, like, why are they going to bring him in it? Because he's not in the suit anyway. 
Well, they like, were, no. remember, even there was there's Rogue One, like even when there was like art but, of, of of him in in the suit or in the in the chamber. I it, can guarantee. Yeah, I can almost guarantee that there will if 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 they show the scene, it'll be him and Obi Wan like mid, you know, right on Tatooine or whatever. He will take that helmet off and like make him go look what look what I am now. You left me like this. Like he will, like think about that. And you see the guy I, that you thought was dead, uh, and his face I, is just destroyed. Yeah, I think that there's something maybe not to that aspect because remember, he he wouldn't say that to him. He's he proud of what he is now. In a yeah. at least at least that's what he shows. At least that's what he shows. Right, that's the thing. Like maybe we see a different side to him. He's like, look at right. what I become. He's suffering, but but what we have seen in Rebels, and this is where I would have pushed back at Bigelow, is that when Ahsoka Tano fights him. And Ahsoka Tano fights him in, I think it's the end of season two of Rebels, and she slashes the mask, and you see the 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 right side of his face, and he's yeah. just pure Sith. I yeah. I think that is a necessity to show to the live action crew, you know, live action audience who has not seen um, Rebels. That yeah. that could be a moment you could duplicate, and even though audience would, oh, we saw that in Rebels, and, yeah, but but my dad didn't see, he doesn't watch Rebels, you know, so let, let's <laughs> let's see some. See well, you know, let's mm-hmm. see. Something like Dad's got to see it, though. Dad's got to see it. You know, he's got to know what's going on. It's like the first that, first time because then you reveal like Anakin's face. But I do think with with de aging, like, and we mentioned this, like people aren't thinking about this. They have to de age Anakin a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. If you look at what they did in Coming to America too, the de age is a de aging sequence in that that I think I is one of the best de aging sequences that we've seen in in movies or anything. I yet. could probably look this up. Was that ILM? Did they do that? I, I mean, don't know. I don't know if they did it, yeah. but whoever did it, it looked it was, good. It looked great. It looked a lot better than some of the other stuff that they that uh, you've seen out there, and and right. it looked it looked really good, and it just shows you that the tech is getting better and better and better. And the reason why I say like, why do you have to de-age Anakin? Because it's the, the movie itself is coming up on by the time this thing gets released, 16, 17 years ago. Jesus, he's almost twenty years older than he was before. So it's like if he's walking around at the same. And I'm not talking about something drastic. I mean, look at what they did with Michael Douglas and Ant Man, right? They can they can do something. That, just, was, that was that was one of their better ones. Yeah, that was one of their better ones, right? And they and they made it, and they and they just just a little bit, and they do a scene like that. I think that there will be some of those scenes for and, sure. Yeah, and the good stuff with Hayden, it it wouldn't be that much. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're de aging people, you know, 40, 50 years, a little bit, just and, a little bit, just a little bit, just a little but you, But I'll tell you the other thing though that I would say to you know you know why. I bet you Hayden uh, signed on for it. Wants to fight again. Wants to fight. Wants to yeah. He. You ever see the, the the behind the scene footage with him and and you and McGregor? They had a blast doing those. Oh yeah. Fights. He. That's that was the one good. thing I think that Hayden. If you talk to him about it, he was on board because he, he, he. You could tell the joy in his face anytime he was like stunt fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he wants to be in the Star Wars universe again. I think he was still. He didn't. He say out loud. He never got asked about Clone Wars. Like. In some, she said it in some type of way that he obviously wanted to be a part of it. So just as a fan of him and of his character, I'm so pumped for him to come back. Of course he should come back. Yeah, and he's. I think that they're, they're definitely going to have him both. I think he'll be in the costume, and I think that he'll be in the uh, – and he'll be in flashbacks too. I think that's that, – especially when, like I told you a thousand times over, Mike, where that scene in Re- Return of the Jedi of Obi-Wan once thought as you did. That, that yeah. has to be such a memorable moment, and to not – see at some point when he's something you take that helmet off him 
something like that. And he's all, and you just see him, and he's all jacked up, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I stick like that thing in his mouth, like that lower thing. And he's <laughs> just gonna be like a disaster. He can't even breathe. You like, know, I mean, you gotta think that everyone thought he de- was dead. He's like, this guy's done. He's he's baking on the grill right here, just sizzling. I'm leaving. Amateur move. Amateur move. <laughs> not only amateur, cruel. Cruel. Not only amateur. It's like a, a, amateur. It's like you didn't put him out of his suffering. Not the right. Jedi way. It wasn't the Jedi way. On so yeah. many different levels. He's sitting there looking at him. He's like, all right. So Yoda sent me to kill this guy because, you know, he's he's going to be. He, Palpatine says he's yeah, the he guy. He was going there to kill him. Yeah, he told Palpatine, Palpatine, he's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm going to go kill your husband. He's like, and the father he's like, of your children. Yeah. He's like, that's it. And so he's like, you know, so. Amateur move number one, he's still screaming and yelling. So, yeah, I'll leave him. You know, who knows? Bye bye. Uh, and plus the fact I mean, he, he just couldn't do it. And he knows that Darth Maul uh, uh, made it back. We know that from, from the Clone yeah. War, right? Yeah. So he's like, all right, you know, people, Sith can do magical stuff, but eh, good luck, kid. Leaves him. That's, that's number one. <laughs> number two is the, cru- the cruelty part of it. This is your pal. And he's like, yeah, it's like, just stick the saber in his head and go on off and have him go. Your brother. Yeah, just take him out. Cut his head off. Bring it back. Say, pal, throw it a, throw to Padme in the thing. Look, that's what is left. Do you think they explore that in the Obi-Wan series? Like the contemplation of what Obi-Wan did? How about uh, that sits with him? I don't know. Maybe. And he's like, you left me there to rot. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, I did. You're right. So you got you got a right to be pissed off at that, but I'm only going to give you one. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, the other thing I, I saw, there are a couple articles that I saw that aren't in the, the stories here, but I wanted to bring it up. And we are going to take your super chats. It'll be a, a shorter show, I guess, only two super chats. Um, but whatever, it is what it is. So the two things that I saw, the one, there was an article about the Bad Batch, and they were talking about if they were going to address the the big plot hole of why is was there this switch from clone troopers to stormtroopers and the the age-old argument is like well because clone troopers they they age too fast and this article pushed back and said yeah well but if that's the case if they age too fast you have this all this science why was Django the only warrior that they could clone in order to do it clone somebody else do something else was the science behind it and or change the science on it so that 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 was the the one question that people were popping up. So they they believe in this article, and I can't remember where the article is, but they believe that um the bad batch is going to explain that um of why the switchover happens because at the end of Clone Wars the series there's that shot with with uh with Vader I think it's on Hoth or whatever the hell they're on and and he's with all the stormtroopers now they're not clone troopers and how long that was and so Steph do you think they're going to address that? Yeah, I think they will. I will say when I watch with casual Star Wars fans, there is a lot of confusion when it comes to the clones. Even in Clone Wars, they were confused about what's going on, how Jango, Boba play into that. So I think they should explain that. And it just gives it more depth and depth to the show. Mike, what do you think? I I always thought, and it was always weird. Like, whenever they deal with clones, and, and just and maybe just in science fiction in general, they always kind of built in a lifespan to them because they're not they're kind of genetic anomalies. They're not that you know they've always been like a fail safe or something. Like they age to a certain age and then they're just dead. Like so, for me in Star Wars, that would have given so much story to it to know that these soldiers, which they essentially were just cannon, cannon fodder, have infinite. You know, but then they went and they developed personalities and that and that's mm-hmm. so they went on their own thing with it. But it, it was always weird to me. It's like because I got I remember, yeah, you have to think back when we thought Clone Wars, 
you know, back when we hear Obi-Wan and, and as kids, you're like, Obi-Wan, is it Obi-Wan? Is it Obi? There's, there's an Obi-2. But you didn't realize it was spelled that way and all the theories. And then the Clone Wars did what they did. And wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I didn't think Clone Wars were, you know, they took its own thing. And, but then to see is like, okay, well now stormtroopers, clone troopers, like where, what happened? Right. That's a, that's a massive story right there to, to, to see like the, and but you could see like, we can't rely on these things anymore. We need to, we want, you know, more independent thinking or they're too independent thinking. We want more kind of drone-ish soldiers yeah. that just kind of toe the line. Well, I think it'd be so. good. I'd be thinking it'd be a good thing for them to, um, to talk about and to throw in there, you know, and it's, I, I did watch the trailer again last night and watching that, um, that particular, uh, the, 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 the Palpatine is like, then we'll be the first galactic empire. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is that to me is is just phenomenal on so many different levels. Um, so I'm uh, I'm excited to see them kind of relive that part of history, but through another perspective, you know, through uh, a different lens. Yeah, through these clones. So that's that's exciting to me. The other thing that I did see is, and uh, it was what the hell was it? It was George Lucas and his wife, and they were doing like a a, a conference call for kids, and they were talking to these kids, and this kid asked him about the direction of star Wars and where it was going and all this stuff. And, and George, he wasn't like, oops, yeah, I know that guy. It was, <laughs> um, it wasn't the, the thing where uh, it, uh, you know, he was salty. It didn't seem salty. It seemed just honest. Right. And they asked him about it and he said, well, you know, I don't really have my, uh, it's not really my star Wars anymore. My star Wars are the original vision. That's not really my vision of what I want. Yeah, and, uh, and so, Reading back and then reading comments about like what he what Iger said that George always thought that when he sold it off he had the treatments he had the treatments the story for seven eight yeah. nine he had the story for seven eight nine yeah sure did and, and he was under the assumption that they were going to um, that they were going to follow that and he felt betrayed when they decided to just scrap it because he I think that he said and I got to read the the excerpt in um, Iger's book. But from what I what I have heard and what the reports are is that he that it the Iger said that George was really hurt and felt betrayed that that Seal was going to be like okay we're gonna we're gonna take Star Wars we're gonna do your vision of it and then we'll take it from that direction and they just got rid of it completely so I can see where he's still slighted on that if that was indeed the case if he felt that way leaving the meeting that he thought that that was going to happen because um and it also shows a why certain things that's why we talked about it last week or two weeks ago Steph that he doesn't show up in a lot the, the the movies and the places that he shows up are very few and far between right and especially yeah. he's always showing up on Filoni stuff because i think to him Filoni is taking his vision into him that the clone wars and rebels and i wonder if he feels mandalorian is the same kind of philosophy what do you think mm -hmm. In clearing it, yeah, then probably there's probably some discussion. I think that's totally right. You don't just not show up to the franchise that you built to their premieres consistently. <laughs> right. That's saying something in a really respectful, silent way. It's yeah. saying something pretty big, and that sucks because there's it's also, George. There's also a non uh, subtle way to do it when you call Disney white slavers at that one point when he did that. Uh, yeah. And then he pulled back. It's, you know, thinking about it, kind of what's relevant right now. Like, I remember Zack Snyder did not go to any press for the Justice League when it came out in 2017 with Whedon. He he didn't talk about it. He didn't go to the press. He didn't badmouth it. But he was just like, you know, and now everything comes out. And you're like, oh, okay. Now, now you see why. 
Right. It's like the one choice they have. You know, they're not right. going to go against the record and say something out loud until they feel like they can. I don't think George Lucas probably ever will. He's pretty silent yeah. about those things. But the one thing they can do is not show up to the premieres. And if someone took my baby and went a different vision and didn't say anything to me, I'm not showing up at the premieres either. Right. I mean, there's, a, there's the argument that is like, hey, you sold it. It is what it is. But it's also, but there is that counterpoint of, yeah, but what was that conversation like when he sold it? Like, it's like, yeah, it's true. You sold it. It's theirs. But was there a handshake agreement or was there some kind of, um, did you lead George to believe that, okay, I'll sell you this, but you're going to, you're going to at least take my vision. You don't have to take any scripts or you can change things around, but I have the layout, right? And there's certain things that came out about his, thing that whether it was true or not that I didn't necessarily love but what I always say about George Lucas is that he is he is one of if not the greatest storyteller of all time I don't think he's a great I don't think he's a great director I, I, I don't I don't think he's a great and I, and I think that he doesn't write dialogue very well mm -hmm. he's a brilliant storyteller I mean the best yeah. and that was proven not only in the original trilogy but that was proven in Clone Wars he was in that room Every day, and some of those Star Wars stories are some of the best Star Wars stories you're going to get. And that's because he sat there, he collaborated with Filoni, collaborated with the directors, he trusted in the directors, and they put, put forth his vision. And that's why it's pretty true to, and why it's so beloved. Um, so, like, that's the thing that I, and, and we've been blue in the face, mm -hmm. you get pushback still. And I don't understand how people push back, like, ah, Harloff just keeps going off on this thing about how it's, uh, how there's no plan. Clearly, there was no, there was no freaking plan. It was, no, it was. I mean, it's right in front of your face. There's no plan. They even said there was no plan. Rewatch the movies. No <laughs> Tell there's no plan. There's, and that's probably another reason why Lucas is so bitter. He's like, I had a plan right there. And, and yeah, he's not you, senile. You, you follow just, what you could have done and you could have gone and you're now. So, well, wait, this is one. Wait, Finn's a Jedi, but you never even show him. Wait, what? Ray, wait. I have to tell you something. What? Now tell you tell me in episode 10. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's it's like how does that happen? I tell you something. Hey, I have to tell you something. Okay, now I'm just gonna sink into yeah. a pit. I'm gonna tell I'll tell the new character, but I'm not gonna tell you. But 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 you told me you're gonna tell me. Yeah, you uh, you know what? Why don't you ask? No, and we're gonna make it seem like it could be me telling you I love you. <laughs> yeah, right. But just in case. I got something to tell you. I'll tell you later. When? How later? In the deleted scenes? Now. Nah. <laughs> Justice. So, it reminds reminds me of that scene in was it in Romancing the Stone. Ira, I'll come back for you. When? Soon. How soon? <laughs> Very soon. Yeah. Hundred percent is but at least that you know that had payoff. Yeah. That, yeah. So all that stuff was just like yeah. Well, that 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 was a, to me that was that was the epitome of that the the whole sequel trilogy. It was just like, yeah, how does that all work out? Yeah. Okay, oh, Maz, that's a story for, for another time. <laughs> How'd you get that? I'm in space. Story for another time. Oh, and then, and then we're all ready for it. Okay, when's that story? It's going to be in the second one? Nah, she's going to be pretending she's in a video game, and then she's going to make some sexual reference to some dude. And then she she's going to fly, fly off into, into uh, uh, woo, where she's gone. Okay, well, maybe they're going to explain it in the, in the third one because the original guy who brought that in there, he's going to be directing it. Maz, what happened? Where, where is she? How'd you get the lightsaber? That figured out in the video game. Oh, how'd you get that, Moz? Okay. That's okay. Oh my god. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, it's, tons of that stuff happened. Like it's like, who's raised parents? Oh, uh, we don't know. Skywalker. Oh, no, I shouldn't have parents. It's not about that. It's about something else. F that. It's Palpatine. How's Palpatine coming? Is he's a clone? How dark Sith clone magic? Perfect. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, the biggest was like, you know, the laugh in the trailer is like, oh man, okay, this is going to be a story. How they're going to explain who's back. Opening crawl, the dead speak, Palpatine's back. Oh, <laughs> me, all right, that's it. And let me make it clear. Okay. I'll go back and watch all of these movies again and enjoy it for just being a Star Wars fan. But it doesn't mean that you can't say, yeah. Wow, it was like a fun of the movies. I you can like something and still critique it. Yes, there's. A, I, I enjoy watching the Force Awakens. I, it's me too. I love Force Awakens. Me yeah, too. and I know. And there's tons of you in here that love the Last Jedi. I'd rather close the garage door in my head and watch the movie again. But, <laughs> I, but, but I'll watch Rise of Skywalker uh, again. You know, and I'll watch. I feel the exact same way. I'll watch For them, but I'll watch the movies and I'll enjoy the movies. But it doesn't mean I can't say like. I, I enjoy Rise of Skywalker probably more than most people should, right? And I and I watched it. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's popcorn, cotton candy that makes no sense. But I can say it makes no sense, and I still enjoy certain things about it. So, anyway, um, let's uh, let's take some questions. Let's take some questions. Also, happy birthday to John Boyega. I did oh, see yeah. that's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Absolutely. 100%. Happy birthday to John Boyega. And uh, thank you to Dagan. Hey, Christian, Steph, and Mike, no question. Just wanted to show support and say how hyped I am for the Star Wars Schmodown matches this week. Great plug there. Dagan, if you guys didn't know, <laughs> and you're joining us here, um, the greatest Star Wars champ, uh, excuse me, greatest, uh, one of the greatest Schmodown champions that we've ever had in the league ever, Alex Damon, Star Wars explained himself. Uh, he's been champion for almost three years. Jeez. Nuts. Three years he's almost been champion. He's coming up to, he's trying to defend for a, fifth time against Andrew DeMolanta, the hunter. And this is going to be such a crazy match. Such crazy. <sighs> yeah, it's like it. We, uh, Mike and I talked to Alex yesterday. And Mike was like, dude, I don't know. Like, it's going to be like, you I just don't know. I Because I know what it's like to I, I watch him and I know his matches. I know how good he is. But I also know what a hungry can player, hungry player can be. As yeah. I went up against Smets when he was hungry after his defeat against after I beat him. And I know what it's like. It's you true. come in sometimes you're just blindsided. You know what it is? Is that Damon though? I know. Damon gets know. Damon gets excited for new challenges. He does not like, oh my god, I'm nervous. I got to do this. I again. don't think I've ever seen that guy sweat. Like I guess coming I in, it's gonna it be rough. If it wasn't for Molly Damon, I would think he's an AI. Like he is like <laughs> built to win and destroy in this league. It's crazy because like when you, I told him I was like, he's a lot of champions. And and Mike's one of the best champions we've ever had. But I've I've definitely had conversations with Mike, and I've been like, Mike, are you gonna have to defend the title in like two months? <sighs> oh boy! All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, oh, you, yeah, I know you want the lead up time. You, but, you need it. But Damon, Damon, I told him I go, all right, Alex. So you know this is different. Like it, it's been like every like seven months or a year. You, you're probably gonna be defending every two months. He goes, all right, let's do it. He's like, absolutely, yeah. great. That's great. He's like that. This kid, this kid wants to eat. He wants to eat. So I'm excited. You can you can check that. Out. You go to the schmodownlive.com if you're not uh, if you've never seen the Schmodown before and you want to see the best Star Wars trivia player in the world play. Uh, Alex Damon is trying to defend his title for a fifth time against the hunter Andrew Dimolanta, last year's finalist in the Star Wars tournament. You can go and check that out or join the Patreon, patreon.com slash schmodown. All right, let's do some more questions here. Um, and here's the next one. If they do get Ezra in Ahsoka, do you think they will get Sabine in there as well? Oh, yeah. And would they mm. cast Tia Sakar? I, I don't see why not. She's a great actress. She's a really good actress. She's uh and she fits. She fits. She fits the age, she fits the, the cast type, it fits everything. I think she Her name alone looks like a Star Wars character. I know. And Tia she's Sakara. It, yeah, it looks like but you know what it is though, Mike? She knows the character. 
She knows the character. I've learned my lesson from with the fans of, especially of Clone Wars, where you say, like, I don't know if the voice actor would be the right fit for the actor to play, but they uh, schooled me on that. And there are some that are just voice actors, but then there are others that are actors oh. that could do both. And that's so I, 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 I eat my words on that. Was she in The Good Place? Is that the show that she was in? That I don't know. I think yeah, she I was. In the, I feel like she was. In See, the, like most of the actors that I know are either voice actors who I've known from, like like the whole Kevin Conroy, yeah. Batman. He, yeah, he right. was an actor before right. he got Batman, but ever since then he's just Batman. Right. But then I also know Rosario Dawson, who do do voice work. So it's it's a uh, yeah. You know, I don't. I just care if the person is right. I don't care where they came right. from. Right. I don't care if they got giant credits or no credits. As long as they're great in the role and they own the role, that's all I care about. Yeah, I think that that would. I think he she would be really, really good in that role. Um, a master of none. It was good place. Oh, and she was in the good place. Yeah, both. She was in both. Okay. Yeah, she's a really great actress, and I think she would be. She would fit. She would fit the role. She would fit it absolutely. So, um, uh, if if that is the case, and and do I think the other question? Do I think she'll be in it? Uh, yeah, I do. I think she has to be in it because that's the that's that was how they left it. Is that Sabine and Ahsoka? We're going after to find Ezra and find out where Thrawn. I was surprised that we got uh, Ahsoka before Sabine, kind of in Mandalorian. I just kind of thought because of the way. Yeah, I thought Sabine would have been up before. Uh, The only reason why I am not surprised is because Filoni gets to direct and and Filoni gets to bring his his creation into action. That's what he's going to do first. Uh, So, but as far as overall locking in the story. Sure. Um, and and maybe that that's the other thing that where this kind of shared universe now is inside of television. Who's to say that after Ahsoka season one and they find that, that whatever happens in Mandalorian season three, that Sabine can't get locked back up with with the Mandalorians, you know, because what else is she going to be doing? Maybe she's going to go back there. I don't know. It, it depends. Um, all right. So that's uh, that's that one. Got two more here and then we're going to call it a day. Ryan Payne. Vader and Maul coming back from death represents a symbolism of failure for Obi-Wan. Failed to kill Maul when he was a Padawan and doomed thousands. Failure to kill Anakin as a master doomed millions. I, I don't disagree with you. I it's mean, yeah. Well, on that one, like the Anakin, yeah, he failed. But Maul, I mean, I don't know what much more what you can do to think he's dead. Like right, he's in right. half and he's going down this giant yeah. shaft. He's yeah. gone. Anakin, that's a failure on an epic level. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- Maul is like, I don't know if we get, I don't know if we throw the blame in Obi Wan on that one. Yeah, I, it's what hard to do. What do you do? Go down there and check. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard to blame on that. I think. Well, I also think because you know he had the, he had the opportunity to do it again when they fought again. Yeah, and, that's true. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Could, yeah, yeah. So he couldn't get it done, but he got the job done on Tatooine years yeah. later. I mean, he, he it was that was like Tyson versus Spinks. That was that was oh, and people. I remember be, everybody being so upset about that. That's the that's the big rematch. You killed him in three seconds. Yeah, because it's a different Obi Wan, man. That's yeah. still that. Maul didn't change at all. Maul didn't change at all. He just led with anger, led with fury, led with rage. And when they fought the first time, Obi Wan had rage. Obi Wan had you know passion, and and Obi Wan he's, he's a master now. He's, he's yeah, he's involved. Serene. People sleep on his um like his growth like his strength as a Jedi just yeah. because they think of him as like the linchpin of the entire Star Wars series because he's so calm and collected usually in the voice of reason. But he's a fire, he will kill you. Yes, and he essentially beat Darth Vader maybe three times, right? So the yeah. first time is Revenge of the Sith. He beat he beat him there physically, right? And yep. tortured him by letting him burn it. Uh <laughs> like a piece of bacon. And- 
The second one potentially in this Obi-Wan series that we're going to see, he he defeats him, which you we would don't know. Something He's, could happen. He says the last time I left you, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. So you would assume that if that if they're going to try. Yeah. To- OK. All right. I, I digress. Maybe. I digress. Maybe. But the third time, even though Darth Vader took him out, he mentally won. He by by letting Luke yeah, he- see that and becoming stronger, he he ultimately started that path of his son becoming yeah. the, the the last Jedi, if you will. Yeah. So um, so he. He's he's got that, and as far as Maul goes, he took Maul. I mean, Maul Maul messed him up with taking out his love, but he took him out like quick because he just was peaceful. Like that scene is fantastic, and Stephen Stanton does such a great job uh, on on that Alec Guinness voice. Uh, it's I mean, <laughs> have you have you gone back and watched that recently? I'm not up there yet. I'm still. Oh, you, have you never seen that scene? No. Well, where uh, are you? Piece, Lisa, oh God! Starting season two. You got to remember, hey. You're Clone Wars I, or Rebels? Uh, I'm going Clone Wars. I'm talking gotta, Rebels. I'm talking Rebels. You got a while. Go, I got a while to go, dude. Yeah. I got IG. You got me in. I back in IG, dude. I, dude I, I'm yeah. watching two movies and I'm throwing Pirates of the Caribbean and Narnia on again. You ever yeah. watch Narnia? Want to shoot yourself? <laughs> I I like the first two Narnias. Get the hell not out of here. Bad. They're not the that bad. Narnia, Narnia that. is like if a high school drama department decided to make a theatrical version of Lord of the Rings. That's what that film is like. Right? I was watching. I was like, that what am I watching here? Really good the music, assessment. The music's phenomenal. The okay, acting's a little annoying. The kids, <laughs> the kids do annoy me. But how old, how old are you that you just said rent the soundtrack? All right, let's see. let's 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 go to some more questions here. <laughs> Don't they get that thing? You can go into the thing and rent it. No, no one rents rents it. You, you, you subscribe to stuff. Now. Remember, remember Blockbuster Music where you could listen to the soundtrack. We're gonna have to de-age it? you, Mike. No, seriously, de-age you. <laughs> de-age me. Look at me. I'm like a preteen Swedish boy over here. <laughs> Cobalt Swordman. Swordman. Hey guys, quick, quick question. Do you guys think that they can backdoor introduce Darth Revan in the Mandalorian? Because in Legends, he fought against the Mandalorians when they were at their strongest. Uh absolutely. Sure, they could. It, there's, there's no way to. There's, there's no wrong way to potentially do that if they want to bring revan in right because you could you could absolutely do it that way because they mentioned in mandalorian a handful of times that the jedi used to be the enemy of mandalorian and i like that they're keeping that you know so um yeah i mean i think that there's a way to bring revan and i think revan will eventually be brought in i still think that a knights of the Old republic yeah series, i i they can crush it. They can adapt it. You don't have to try to go so far off course of it. it just just adapt it. This and I always bring in like Harry Potter, all these other things. Just adapt it the way you adapt your books, the way you adapt video games. Adapt it. I I, I know the stories. I would be totally okay if there was a Darth Bane series based on the Drew Carpetian novels and it's stuck to the books. And I was I haven't read them in a while, but I would remember certain things about it and I'd want to see certain things. And it's the same reason why you why you go and see a movie of a book you read because you want to see how it's going to kind of transfer onto the big screen. Yeah. yeah I- I think they would only bring Revan back if they did a Knights of the Old Republic yeah. series adapted it. Which Isn't that the I only would one want. that thought he looked a little bit, or, or they they molded a little bit of Kylo on Revan's like with that. Yeah, mask. kind of. It always similar. Struck me as yeah. like, is that are we? Gonna, then I thought, of course, before we got to what we did, I was like, who are we going to see connections? Is this coming from that? Like people did think that a lot of people. Yeah, thought. I, it yeah. was just very. And Star Wars is so great about creating new things. So the fact that they made it so similar to that mask was very kind of like, yeah, Yeah. it was the stuff that I still like. I think that where 
you know, not to just pile up again. I just think that there was not enough connectivity at all in the, they wanted to get so far away in the new. Yeah, remember the Knights of Ren? Remember those guys? We'll hear that story. But but that's why I think what we're doing with Mandalorian, you know, the fact that what they're doing there and they're, they're putting, they're, they're tying everything together and there's stuff like that's, you know, it's a a much longer conversation, but whether people, when you throw certain characters in there just to throw them in, um, it, it, it doesn't work and people smell the fart in the elevator. Mm -hmm. Right. But if, if you put it, I, I, Mike and I, we can go back and watch our conversation where we were like, what's the, who's the Jedi going to be? I go, and we both, it makes sense timeline and story that it would be Luke. It would make all the sense in the world because of the timeline, not just, well, they're just throwing it in there because it's nostalgia and they're just throwing it in there because they wanted to get a pop. Cause no, yeah. there because that's what was set up in the story from, from the original trilogy, from everything else. He would be the guy that would be powerful enough to sense this. Yeah. And the death troopers. Like they set that, that was, up. Yes. That made complete sense. We knew how they were created, what their purpose was, in a way that I don't think was explored in a lot of other forms of troopers. A hundred percent. So um yeah, my God. Uh, no, Steph, how big is that cup? It's a double coffee. You She's want like, me high oh, energy? Oh, oh. Yeah, just gargling. You're right. Do you want me hyped up or not? I bring the energy consistently. Okay. What do you think's fueling me? I'm not. Fair I'm not. Enough. I am not going to say anything about that because I'll tell you what. Uh, this daylight savings time is stupid. This really stupid. Really stupid. It's a choice. I, we woke yeah. up and decided to continue to <laughs> perpetuate <laughs> this fake institution of time. Why, Mike? You want to answer why? Because I, no, I, I have children, Mike. That's why. <laughs> but doesn't it, like, you, I like it not being dark at five you o'clock. Don't care. You don't care because you don't, you go to sleep at three in the morning, four in the morning. You don't yeah, care. I you do. know what time it is. I yeah, don't you don't care. Wake, you wake you know at, what I did last night? I saw Raya, which was wonderful. Yeah, it was really And good. then I stayed up and watched Pirates of the Caribbean. Good. And I watched another film. Oh, good. You know what, what I did? You know what I did at three in the morning? We're trying What'd to get you? to sleep. I had to take my, I had to, my, my, my little three year old decided she wanted to sleep in the bed all night and stick her ass, uh, <laughs> towards the side and do a couple sports. That was nice. And then, and then my, uh, my daughter, my nine year old's trying to catch leprechauns because it's, uh, and, and, and got so excited. And why work. not? Three in the morning. Right. Okay. Cool. So good for you. All right. Listen, we're going to do a stereo show with Mike and Steph. That's coming up right now. So stereo.com. Uh, go and check that out. Make sure you check Steph and Mike. They're going to be doing that. Uh, reminder, myself and Mike are going to be doing a spoiler-heavy review of the Snyder Cut. That's coming out. Don't forget about the big Star Wars match that we have. Alex Damon versus Andrew. When's that? Friday, right? Not Friday, man. And we have oh, a lot of big Friday. matches also today. I don't we- even play Star Wars, and I get heart palpitations yeah, watching the Star so Wars matches. And speaking of which, and if you're not doing the pay-per-view, you want to just check out, and you don't know. Uh, you keep talking about the Schmodown thing. What is it? Check out today. There's an inner geek to match uh, that happens between uh, Brandon Hanna and Eric Zipper. It's a really oh. good match. Check that out. Tomorrow... Star Wars match, Lacey Gillerin from Star Wars uh, Newsnet, our buddies over at Star Wars Newsnet. We're getting a lot of stories. She'll be going up against Gold Leader, Gold Leader from the Finstock Exchange. And on Friday, Janine the Machine making her return to the Schmodown Arena as she goes up against former pal, Jader the Hurricane Paramo. A lot of great matches coming up. So uh, go check out SEN Live. Also going live right now. They're waiting for me to get off the air. So I'm going to do that right now. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to Steph. Check them out over on Stereo. Peace out, mother.